Thank you for joining us for Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with special guest Peter Warren. force someone to love him so you're praying for your son or your daughter or your someone else in your family to come to to Christ God's not gonna make him that person love him because it violates the principles of love relationship you need to pray but it's just gonna be God's gonna try and persuade them like he did with me in Amsterdam but ultimately it's their call While our prayers certainly hold power because of our great God, some prayers might not get answered. God will never force himself on anyone. Meaning, if we pray for our loved ones to come to know Jesus, we can't expect God to just make it happen. We have to allow our loved ones to come to Jesus when they're ready. Now, let's join Peter Warren for Community Night on Main Thing Radio as he continues his message, Creating with God. suggest you changes outcomes so you want to ask God what his will is but even when you know something is God's will you might still have to pray it into existence it's not because he can't do it without you it's because this is his strategy to partner with us to co-create together man without God cannot But God without man will not. He's chosen to work with us. God said to his friend Isaiah, Isaiah 118, come, let's reason together. Okay? Let's settle the matter. And in in another version, it's about reasoning with God. How would you reason with God? Well, isn't prayer reasoning with God? Isn't that what Abraham did? Remember God had said to Abraham, Abraham, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. They're a wicked city. Genesis 18. Abraham says, no, God, it wouldn't be right for you to do that. What if there are 50 righteous? Would you allow them to to perish? This is intercession, right? He's standing in the gap. It wouldn't be right. He's reasoning with God. God says, okay, you're right. If there are 50 righteous, it wouldn't be just. So I won't destroy it if there are 50 righteous. Okay, okay, but, but wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't be upset, Lord, but what, what if there are 45? Look, if there are 45, I won't destroy it. Okay, okay, but what about 40? And what about 30? And what about 20? And what about 10? And he got God down to 10. You know what? Because he knew God really wanted to show mercy because God desires mercy over judgment. He knew God really didn't want to destroy them. He stopped at 10. Why did he stop at 10? I don't know. Why he stopped at 10? Maybe, I think, knowing the character of God, he could have said, okay, look, Lord, but what if there are five? Okay, but he didn't. He stopped at 10. But you know what? The outcome was changed six times, from 50 to 45 to 40 to 30 to 20 to 10, because he prayed. Prayer changes things, don't you think? I think it does. Doesn't always change it right away. Okay, so 
As I read the scriptures, it seems to me there are some things that will not happen unless we pray. It's going this way, and if we don't pray, it's going to keep going that direction. So here, the elders of Jerusalem were in sin. And God said this, Ezekiel 22, verse 30. He said, I looked for someone among them who would build a wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I wouldn't have to destroy it. But I found no one. And then the next verse goes on to say that God actually brought judgment. The fact that God was looking for someone to stand in the gap, the fact that God was looking for an intercessor meant an intercessor could have been found. And if an intercessor had been found who was willing to pray, judgment could have at least been delayed, maybe averted altogether. Isn't that incredible? I mean, what power do we have not, not to twist God's arm, but to ask him, God, what do you want to do in this situation? And then partner with him to co-create, to bring about his will. Other things will only happen if we pray. This was the case with Hezekiah. Isaiah 38, 1 through 5. Can you flip through all the way to verse 5? Verse 5. Uh, okay, yeah, 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 perfect, perfect. So Hezekiah, this is the context. So just keep that up. So Isaiah is the prophet. Hezekiah is the king at that time. God speaks to Isaiah and says, go tell the king to get his affairs in order because he's going to die. Isaiah goes, he tells him, hey, bro, king, God, God, God says, get your affairs in order because you're going to die soon. And he leaves. And Hezekiah falls on his knees and says, God, I don't want to die. Would you, would you extend my life a bit longer? So God says, okay, 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 I'll add 15 years to your life. And he did. Now, why would the Bible say that God added 15 years to his life if he was going to live those 15 years anyway? Was it his prayer that made the difference? Clearly, that's the only reasonable explanation that God extended his life because he prayed. And then there's Moses. God intimated to Moses, look, this people, I'm ready to, I'm ready to wipe them out and I'm going to start over with you, Moses. Moses said, no, God, it wouldn't be right for you to do that. Remember, you're compassionate, God. Remember, because God has emotions, right? I don't know if God really meant it, but that, that's not the point here. The point is that Moses said, you can't do it. And God said, leave me alone. <laughs> Exodus 32, verse 10, leave me alone. Moses, no, I'm not going to leave you alone. He interceded on behalf of the people and the people were not destroyed. And Psalm 106, verse 23 says, that had not Moses intervened, God would have destroyed them. He stood in the gap. Okay, this is not, this is the Bible telling us, explaining the power of intervention. Wow. Okay, so here are the ground rules. Right? If you're going to, play a particular sport or a game, you need to know what the ground rules are, the parameters. Right? You don't violate those. Rugby, rugby football started because some, they were playing soccer in England and some guy picked up the ball and started running with it and the guys tackled him 
And then in the university in Rugby, England, which is near Coventry, below Birmingham, they went, you know what? This is kind of fun. Let's, let's play rugby football, because there was over there, football is soccer, right? And so let's play rugby football. The University of Rugby, they started playing rugby football, and eventually that gridiron came from that. And, but you've got to get the right rules, okay? If you try and tackle someone in soccer today, you know, you'll get a foul, you might get a red card, because there are ground rules. So what are the ground rules? What are the parameters for prayer? Okay, because there are out-of-bounds lines in prayer too. So here they are, some of them. Number one parameter, God will never force someone to love him. So you're praying for your son or your daughter or your, someone else in your family to come to, to Christ. God's not going to make him that person love him because it violates the principles of love relationship. You need to pray, but it's just going to be God's going to try and persuade them like he did with me in Amsterdam. But ultimately, it's their call. Because love relationships have to be free, right? Does God love everyone? Yes, with agape love. You can love anybody with agape love. Even Jesus said, Matthew 5, you can love your enemies with agape love. But agape love is different than a love relationship. Love relationships must be reciprocal. You can't love someone who doesn't want to love you. It's impossible, even for God. I mean, he could make us say, I love you, but God didn't want a bunch of automatons, robots who would have to love him. He gave us freedom to reject him. For love to be possible... For love to be real, it must be possible to choose against it. It's the very nature of love relationships. So here's an example. When I was in high school, there was a girl that really, I really liked, Monica. Whew, Monica was the bomb, okay? I would have I loved to have dated Monica. We were both 16. It would have been amazing. Except there was one problem. Monica didn't find me attractive. Can you believe that? What was she thinking? His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. Thanks for tuning in to Community Nights, a ministry of Main Thing Radio and Calvary, Miami Beach. Pastor Robert and Elizabeth invite you to join them each Friday as they share from the scriptures those things that are important to the church, the church family, and the community outside your four walls. We're so glad you joined us. If you'd like to explore more of these messages or listen to Pastor Robert's verse-by-verse teachings through the Bible, Visit MainThingRadio.com now. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You'll find a link on our website. We'd love to hear from you too. Let us know how Main Thing Radio has impacted you or someone you know. And tell us what the Lord's been doing in your life. You can connect through the contact form at MainThingRadio.com, through Facebook or Twitter, or just give us a call at 305-531-2730. Be sure to share any prayer requests too. We want to know how we can pray for you. 
That number again is 305-531-2730. We're coming to the end of our time with you today. Join Pastor Robert and Elizabeth next time for another Friday edition of Main Thing Radio.